The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everyone, tuning in if you're alive. It's a big day. If you're, uh, if you're local to us over here in Buffalo, we're going a little earlier because we have a game uh, kicking off at 8 o'clock. Bills against Kansas City. So start a little early for all of you. Sorry to, sorry to disrupt your, your uh, Fabala 5 schedule. It's going to be a good day. All right. So uh, before we get into tonight's session, it's a little bit of talking, a little bit of pushing, a little bit of uh, telling you all, listen, we don't have Jeff on here to showcase the wonders of DCT Industries and Morgor uh, for you right now, but we're going to give a, a classic old, listen, ad push for uh, dreams do come true. <clears throat> dreams come true. Uh, DCT Industries is putting out their game, Kaiman, dropping next year of February. If you haven't yet, make sure to go check them out on Instagram, DCT underscore industries, as uh, on Facebook, DCT dot, I see, D- DCT industries dot tabletop gaming. Go check them out. Kaiman's coming out. It's a, a mix of Think Pokemon. Oh, there we go. We got some Kaiman. Think Pokemon meets uh, Warhammer where you have different monsters that go out onto a battlefield and play. Tony has been, uh, have you been, have you started the painting? Very, very minimal, but yes, I've started the painting. Tony's been doing some of the paintings for the Kaiman, uh, for, for the initial models. We've been seeing the designs of them. Jeff has been sh- uh, letting us know that they've been dropping some more pictures on social media. So please just straightforward, go on over, like DCT Industries, uh, check out Kaimon. It's going to be dropping uh, February. I want to say it's 26th. I don't have the date in front of me. It's either February or March 26th, I believe. And <clears throat> as well as, uh, Tony, can you get the dates for the festival? But if you want to be able to see uh, Kaimon live and try to test it out, he'll be at Playtest Playfest. November. In- you know, it'd be cool if I wrote it down. I think it's 20th. I think it's that saturday november 20th we're, we'll get the exact date uh by the end of the episode to let you know uh but play test play fest it's gonna be in western new york uh, a lot of local gamers but more importantly jeff morgor and dct industries so go on check them out uh say what's up as well as subscribe to kaimon yeah november 20th it. i got it right perfect november 20th do we have an address uh looks like it's at casual dragon games in lockport new york there you go casual dragon casual dragon games i've actually been there um it's small it rules yeah it does rule uh it's got multiple rooms you can definitely see uh having a good day there it's gonna be packed a little bit like a convention i'm, I'm hoping give you that uh give you that good old gamer feel but go check them out 
check out Casual Dragon Games, Kaimon, and who knows uh, if if any of us are able to, maybe maybe we'll be there. But so let's get into tonight's session, guys. Picking up without Maximus, he's going to be here. Oh, DCT Industries, what's up, Jeff? Uh, November twentieth. Wow. <clears throat> so we uh, we have we're going without Maximus for the moment. He'll be in when he can, and uh, we're going to pick up from last week where the party having spoken to Corvier, the silver dragon chained up and held captive by the previous owner and at this dark carnival had discussed with them to set himself up as bait or Howard would try to siphon the energy and try to sacrifice or whatever you're going to try to do with this dragon to try and draw the attention to Jarrell of this plan going on. Finks and Maximus left off in a carnival barker ship of trying to draw the attention of there's going to be a final big show battle with the silver dragon in hopes to attract Jarrell. Meanwhile, Howard and Remus, I don't remember what you guys were doing. Oh my gosh. Um, where'd you guys leave off yourselves? I think Howard would have been going off towards the cart where Kelna used to be. Let's see okay. if I can find Kelna. Okay. You're going off towards the cart near Kelna. Remus, what's he going what's going on with him in the background right now? I think I just Remus would just join Howard at this point. <clears throat> okay. Like we've let our dragon friend rest and find his own food kind of now. And, Cleaning up house in the circus. Okay. Howard. Real quick, thanks. Roll a straight persuasion check for me. Okay. Just in the background to see how attractive are you gonna be doing? How what's the tone setting at? Perfect. Natural 20. Okay. Uh Howard and perfect. Howard and Remus, as you begin to walk off in the direction of Kelna's wagon, a uh, little trailer uh, wagon, you hear the crowd begin uh, being attracted more towards into the, into the circus where it was kind of has this haunting feeling that, you know, it's not really attracted. And you can see people are, they're, they're wanting to leave. The, the theme park's on its way out. But as it has this dying uh, sensation, you can see that there's this uplifting, this, uh, this draw, and you now hear whispers of, wait, there's a dragon. As you begin walking in the direction that uh, guests are murmuring about the plans. And word is spreading quickly. Howard Remus, you're walking. Make a perception check. Uh, 14. Okay. Did you roll an extra one for me? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot oh, yeah. you don't have. Uh, uh, hold it's on. a plus your... one. Okay. So I rolled a five. Sorry. That's, that's on point. Yep. <laughs> okay. Just a moment there. So as you're walking down, 
the aisles and the different rows with carts stacked up. Um, you see that people have begun packing up and it, it seems a lot less dense in between the aisles. This is on the last day of the fair, essentially. And Kellen's, uh, Kellen's wagon, the little campsite that you had left, is sitting untouched as you've all per, uh, heard her to be presumably dead. Walk up. Neck on the door. Kelna, are you in there? I'm put my ear up to the door. A perception check. Hmm. Uh, 12. You don't hear no creaking in woods. There's no sounds of cushions being shuffled. There's multiple piles of weapons and swords and blades. So for movement, it's full you know, china shop kind of sounding. Okay. Nothing. Uh, well, I guess she's not here. <clears throat> hey, do you know where the other guy took her off to? Remus? I'm not entirely sure. I, I mean, I guess since we freed them, maybe they just left. Maybe, but that doesn't sound like Kelna. I know she wanted Jorel really dead, so. No, she probably went after him, but like the other guys, I think, like if it were me locked up and someone set me free, I'd just fail. Yeah, that's true, I guess. All right, well, I guess we could try to head back then. Uh, Kelna is obviously no help to us, so. I think, I don't know if Finks can find her, maybe? Could ask him, but would he want to? That's the thing. He's now a carnival leader, so who knows? He may try to sabotage and rule the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, that's that's how he's been since that weird ominous dagger thing going on. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess we should just focus on finding Jarell at this point and getting rid of that loose end. All right. Um, yeah, let's head back. Let's see if maybe Finks can find Jarell. Or at least right. locate him. All right. Um, make an investigation check just right. for the surroundings as you're talking. Uh, for me, it's 14. You want me to roll for Remus too? Sure. Uh, I rolled a nine, so whatever your bonus is. Eleven. Okay. Campsite looks very, uh, looks like it is very much the way you all had left it. But you do see an extra set of footprints that have traversed it. Almost childlike. Okay, I'm going to start following him. Okay. Make a survival check. Did you begin tracking? Uh, yeah. That's a frick. <laughs> I mean, they are small people. Yeah. So as you're... Oh, end uh, up in the perfume department. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Howard, as you begin just bent over, staring the ground, you're following and following. And Remus, you watch Howard just smack uh, forehead right into a pile or a a stack of barrels that are uh, on the back corner of a square tent. Uh, damn it that's probably the worst idea you could have had to do thing with that barrel why would you do that I don't know I was just trying to follow these footsteps oh. I didn't see the barrels where's Morgor when you need him I would like to look through all the barrels with my eye okay um, I'll say uh, Danny roll him a perception mm-hmm. check no uh or perception or investigation check with advantage. Which one is more? Actually, no. Actually, we're going to say it's just straight investigation. It'll be. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Hold on that file. Uh, ooh, natural 20. Okay. Uh, first barrel full of uh, diced fishes or diced fish. The head's uh, cleaved off. Uh, second barrel, you see it is filled with a bunch of grain. The third one you see is packed with, uh, it has this glow to them, glow to it, uh, similar to one of the crates in Jarrell's uh, office, or not his office, like in his room. And within the center, you see just the outlining packed together of like vials. It's like health potion type, like the, with the cork and then the big bulb is kind of bottom with the, the cork stopped. Um, yeah. Uh, Remus is just going to start pointing at them and announcing to Howard. He's like, ah, oh, not that one. Well, maybe things might want, might want that one. Not that one. Um, you should open that one. That's the bio one, and that's probably what you would want most out of whatever's in here. But no, no bodies. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start opening up the one that he points to, grabbing the vials, checking them. As you open up, you see a, a, a bunch of kind of silvered mallet like uh pounded like with a hammer coin pressings not like polished like printed and minted coins but just kind of like the uh shillings almost kind of like a old time gotcha. uh within it there's you also see i was make a you make an investigation check for yourself all right uh 12 12 you throw i mean there's a this has probably has about 500 or so uh, coins just packed, or they pressing those of, of these little metal uh, chips, and digging your hand in, you find a grasp on a vial jar. The one as he is described with a big bulbous, and you actually feel this like uh, knotting of rope kind of tethered over, crossed over the uh, over the uh, like the bulbous uh, bottom mm-hmm. of it. Black stopper pressed into it. Cool. I'm going to pick it up. What color is the uh, liquid? It has this silver blueish uh, sheen. Very thick. Uh, very thick when you swish it around. Has a, has a slight shimmer. Hmm. And it appears as if there's almost a uh, pearl within the, within the jar and the liquid kind of swirling around. Okay. Going to... Yeah. <laughs> gonna uncork it and sniff it do the little swirly test take a little sip all right 
What do I taste? First off, make a constitution saving throw. Yes. Uh, that's a, hold on. Saving throw, uh, four. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Remus, you see, as Howard takes a little sip of this, he, there's an instant hit of uh, a stupor, but almost like a little bit of a, you have a slight buzz. Like just this little, this little nip, just, whoa, a little strong. It's a very high alcohol bur- alcoholic burn, but it smells of almost like wintergreen mint. And it's a thick, almost like, think of a, like drinking a Guinness, how it has that thick. Uh, yeah. It, almost, like, almost like drinking a Guinness, but it tastes of like winter, meat, winter mint, like wintergreen mint. Okay. And as you, you see a little bit of frost off of your breath. This is some good shit. I'm going to cork it back up and put it in my little bag. And then the rest of the way, I'm just going to be and see if I can get frost to just keep coming out. Make a performance check. <laughs> uh, that's not, it's worth it. Three plus, what's my performance? Uh, ooh, not bad. Seven. Okay. For about five or so minutes, Remus, you following Howard, you can see little, little O's, little um, frosted smoke, smoke like rings. Yeah. A little bigger. Yeah. I enjoy it now. Nothing bad's ever come from drinking weird liquids. Nah. <laughs> Knowing Terrell, this is like some kind of icy thingy from the dragon. Uh, by the way, those are a bunch of dragon silver chips in there so we can give that to everybody else if we want or i think we have enough silver i don't know is it is it worth anything or is it worthless i think it's just worth one silver if we can i don't, pass I don't know anyone that takes those like dragon silver things yeah, i guess know. we could make make intelligence checks okay uh Hold on. Intelligence for me is okay. All right. So I rolled a 15 for Remus and then whatever his addition is and then mm-hmm. a 15 Plus for me total. Awesome. So 17 for Remus and then uh, 15 for me. Okay. They looking at Howard, you digging your hand into him and kind of feel him. It felt like, like almost polished. Uh, not, not so much. It, it felt like almost welded silver, like it was hammered out and there was this uh, polish, like there's a smooth polishness where if you could have condensed them and melted them together, it could, you could probably make a nice fine silver ingot. So it probably could be worth it, but it would take someone of smelting and crafting and putting it in the, going through the process of making it profitable, but it could be. Yeah, so Remus, we could make it profitable if we found a smelter to put it all together, or we could try to uh, find somebody who sells gold paint. And um, with my <laughs> uh, charming uh, eloquence, I could convince them that they're actually gold pieces and uh, trade and use that to buy whatever we want. Oh, I can't go wrong. I'm just going to ask the dragon later if he's going to molt any scales or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems more profitable to me. Yeah. 
Oh, you know what would have been really good too? We could have used Morgor. You could have melted them all together. I mean, the no, it's a frost dragon. I guess it can. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, we'll freeze all the coins together. That could be cool. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. We can make a prize out of it. as like a grand prize for the dragon at the end of the thingy. All right. So, you guys walking back? Yeah. I'm going to start walking back towards where right. Finks and Max would have been. Okay. The way you do, uh, on your way there, uh, you s- there's a few times that you feel like you're being followed. Two specific instances as you went to go cut a corner, you could have swore it a young child, probably about 13 years or so, was distinctly trying to like hide out from out of range, but around the corners like, caught staring. And there's a few times you probably look over and first one was an accident that he was caught. The second one, he was they looked a little more bold. Hey you child. Child looking- by chance looks up at you and then deadpan just turns around and begins running away. I'm going to start chasing him. Start chasing him? All right. Make an athletics check. All right. She begins running after this kid. Uh, Athletics is a 10. Okay. You see the, you see the child dip under one of the curtains uh, into a large open room as you follow him. It appears to be like a pop-up bar tavern with uh, movable uh, bars and tables that kind of pop, that they set up and break down as they go. Ducks under another wall, runs under another one. You follow again. You see him turn, uh, cut left, and go under a what appears to be like a changing room for a show for people to get into costumes. Uh, make a perception check as he runs into a pile of what looks to be rags um, of like long dusted uh, cloaks and almost like uh, pirate gear. Uh, five. Five. As he runs, you see him just a dip down and begin to kind of baseball slide underneath the uh, curtains, or not the curtains, uh, the draping of the clothes. And you get caught into uh, running into a pirate coat that has just been uh, hanging open and you just kind of just run into it as if like stumbled upon your hands get caught and you get uh, hooked by what it was hanging on a child is out of your sight unless you wish to continue push through for it yeah i'm gonna continue all right make a perception check with disadvantage as you get out of the uh, clothing go under where you saw the kid skid to and he has nowhere to be seen. Uh, with disadvantage, it's 17. Not bad. Not bad. He's looking around. With the carnival barking of Finks and Maximus, it is now more packed as there's now a, a younger crowd, a more lively crowd. And with the high row, you're looking up and about to the setting is you're not so much distracted by the individual, but by the surrounding, it not being so gray. There appears to be a difference as if 
the carnival is getting ready to leave. As it does come and go and fades from place to place. Hmm. Not immediately, but it's kind of like, oh, it's looking a little more lively here. This place, is it's going to be traveling soon. Okay. Um, kids know where to be seen, though. You see, you see different kind, different children being held hands by their parents now, and there's still a fear to the eye, but it's more or less a shockingness. Um, the patrons that you see walking by, it's they enter the carnival not expecting so much undead. People, when you when when people in the in the the monsters that you had seen coming into the carnival, like the werewolves, mm-hmm. they seem more fitting for this. But you now see a more lively group, as if they were not expecting this. Okay, um, I am actually going to start walking back towards the main attraction area, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use my mask of many faces and make myself look like Jarrell. Okay. All right, you do that. Mm-hmm. Make a charisma check. Beautiful. 17. Okay. There's an odd demeanor to the crowd as you as you begin just kind of strutting through. And so I'm sorry, Mr. Misheard. Where were you going exactly? Uh, towards back to like the main attraction where everybody was like kind of gathered okay. together. Back to where it was the main topic. All right. So it's as you kind of strut your stuff a little, uh, walking with a sense of ownership to it. There is a weird set of eyes that, uh, from the crowds that do appear to look at you. The undead, the skeletons, and some of the more of the zombies they are drawn to your appearance, especially when there is to be a show sooner than later. They look almost confused staring at you. So what are y'all looking off. at? Why don't you go ahead and get back to the show? Come on. Stumble over. Uh, you see two zombies walking into the big top tent, probably into of a preparation of sorts, and two other ones walking off around to the back part of the tent. Some of the other skeletons begin dismissing. Patrons are looking around. Oh, look at this. There's a little kid. Tugs at his father's coat. I want to get a drink. Oh, okay. So you begin looking, wandering off in a direction to get a drink. Carnival looks like it's starting to pick up. There's color to the sky. What color? Almost like the sky's always been this gray look to it since entering Barovia. There's the mist that surround the trees, but now you see almost a kind of like rips in the sky that have like this blue and this green hues to it as if it's changing. Okay. Almost like tiger kind of rip stripes. It's not like straight. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Got it. As I'm walking by and I see patrons here and there, come, come gather for the show. It's getting ready to start pretty soon. You guys won't want to miss this. Well, come on, honey. Let's go. You see uh, a, hu- um, a human 
uh, wrapping his arm around the uh, a female elf, two kids in front of him. Third one runs up behind them, uh, looking at you and puts its hand out as if it's going to kind of like high five you in excitement. I high five him. High five him. Uh, I look for any up. single children, like okay. any child that would have been by himself or herself. Make perception check. Should get glancing over. Uh, 13. 13. I mean, there's a lot of children running around. Uh, you see, there is a little girl, uh, blonde hair. Uh, she's an elf, Elvin. You see the ears sticking out. She's in a yellow dress. Hmm. She's just kind of sitting down, looking head down to her, uh, head down her back to you, just kind of looking. Uh, Excuse me, little girl. Where's yes. your parents? Um, getting drinks. I got lost. Oh well, then let's see if we can find them. Come with me. Uh, I'm going to look around and make sure none of my party is nearby or sees me. Um, I say, say it again. I'm going to look around and make sure like none of my party is around no, no, me okay. that they can see me. All right. Um, we'll say thanks. Make still check. Stealth? Yeah. Mm, he's a nice stealth. Thanks rolls a 13. Remus, roll stealth check for me. Oh. Uh, 15 plus whatever stealth is. So that's probably just going to be high. Uh, it's either going to be a 24 or something around there. Hold on. <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled a 15. Oh, that's 24. Damn. Look at that. Nigga, you know nice. your character sheet up and down. I know some of it. <laughs> All right. Looking down. Uh, I mean, Re- you can't see Remus. That's just even if he, even if he, if if you wanted to not be around, even if he uh, was right around you, you wouldn't be able to see him. Okay. Um, That's fine. Thanks. You can hear him. Two, three uh, rows over. In an off direction. You seem to appear to be alone. Look, goes, I'm okay. I can take care of myself. I'll find them. Uh, you see her begin to kind of like cast a spell. As if uh, she's kind of uttering to herself. As if she's uh, speaking a message. Oh, well then. I will let you go then. Make a wisdom check. Right. History, specifically. History? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me go back to that. Sorry, I think it'd be different. It's a different one. It would be more of a, it'd be a history check, though. Yeah, it's intelligence. Um, 13 for history. All right. She appears to be casting a, a message. Okay. I can't drop. All right. Uh, she looks over at you. Uh, Sorry uh, for being rude. Uh, I think you dropped this. She sees a, uh, she uh, reaches at the ground and she sees, uh, she has a little uh, crystal ball, almost kind of like uh, what you see in Labyrinth, like in the palm size. She goes, 
Did you, is this yours? Oh, yes. Thank you. I didn't even realize it fell. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, I, they're this way. And you see her walk off yes. in the direction of one of the drinking tents that you had uh, ran through. Well, you take care of your parents. And if you decide you want to be in my show, come find me. Thank you. And I'm going to walk back towards the uh, main attraction. Mm. All right. Walking back towards the main attraction. It hits you. You've seen the, that message spell being cast that way. That's how Jarrell casts cast his sending. Mm-hmm. Turning around. You don't see a little girl. Beautiful. Okay, I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Good. You walk back. By this point... You and Remus have reconvened at under the uh, top, under one of the tents. You hear a Corvier still in uh, a slumber, resting up. I cut over to Finks and Maximus. All right, Maximus, you and Finks have been walking off and boasting about coming to the show tonight. That's right. Isn't that right? Thanks. It is. It's going to be the best show. Best show since at least yesterday. Yeah, always. Better than it was before. What are you guys doing while you're while you're walking around boasting and kind of talking and kind of bragging, trying to talk about how great the the slaying of the silver dragon is gonna be? Um, can I just kind of make like minor illusions and you know puffs of smoke and just kind of like playing around with like shadows and light make dragons yeah, yeah sure make a per- make a per- uh... make a performance check as you're trying to put on a visual kind of light puppet show can i um mm. I could cast a disguise self to look like a mini like silver dragon that Finks can like poke at with as we're walking around. I like it. That's awesome. So kind of give a, a fake pre-show as to what to expect. If uh, Finks wants to throw out his little uh, spiritual goblin guys to his little mini guys to poke at the big dragon. You, you, burn, like a, you burn into spiritual guardians for this? Like, like a puppet show or something. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not burning that. I'll, uh... <laughs> uh, I don't even know how I could do that. Uh, either way, 10 on performance. Okay. I'll, I'll say, um, I'll leave, uh, I'll let Maximus roll for it, or uh, you can take it with advantage. Uh, for performance? Uh, yeah. Maximus is probably better than me. Okay. Uh, we got a uh, 19. 
Okay. It's pretty enticing. And along, as you guys begin walking down one of the aisles, uh, back in the direction of the tent, trying to attract a line of like kind of pushing everyone in the direction, like this is where you're going to go later. This is where you're going to go later. You now have a line of children following the silver, this little silver baby dragon as uh, Finks is gotten down, kind of following it and kind of uh, picking up a stick. You kind of are slaying at it with the sword. And there's a lot of oohs and ahs. The, uh, there you have this little smoke from the minor illusion is kind of hovering on the ground in this mystical look and appearance. These kids are like, Dad, we gotta go. Mom, mom, we're going to that. And Maximus, make a perception check as you're looking around at the uh, patrons. Um, we got a, you said perception? Mm-hmm. Not net 20, 15 plus five. Okay. There's a fake quality to the patrons on this day. It has been a very undead as of late. And it's almost looking up at the sky, reminiscence of home, kind of torn and kind of scarred across it where this gray, gray dead clouds has this ripping and tearing amongst it as if the carnival is alive and it's getting ready to have the seasons change and turn. It's getting ready to travel once more. Okay. So would I notice if this is like a, like a, um, a, a temporal shift? Like if we're still in, um, it's, it's almost like it's, it's kind of like on, uh, it's kind of like it's getting close to where the planes are going to align into one. And there's going to be that gray area of like, it's getting ready to shift. You better get out before it splits or else you're kind of stuck with it to wherever it goes. Not, at, not, not quick, but it's starting to change. And this does confirm the, of your thoughts is this was part of the season's bloom. This is what it would do when it was getting ready to leave between different planes of the Feywild to the, uh, to the material planes, there is this kind of change of like, you don't want to get stuck there because if you get stuck and you don't know how to get back home, it's going to suck. You go where it takes you. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's noted. Uh, you do see both of you? This little girl that is following in line with the other kids, and they're all playing with this crystal ball. They're all kind of like following and juggling them. There are these uh, three different crystal balls that they are all passing, kind of playing and juggling in their hands. Can I steal one? Make a, make, make a slight of hand check. Uh, 16. During one of the jug, during one of the juggles, you quickly, uh, you quickly slip in between where the children are, fall, and using the minor illusion, there is a plume of smoke. You swipe one, and the kids uh, begin running off. You have a little crystal ball in your hand. Does it seem? I don't know. The children aren't normally playing around with crystal balls. It's almost uh, like a carnival. Carnival it appears to be like a carnival toy. It has like a shimmer to it. Almost like now looking upon it, it has like a 
almost like a remembrance where it's like a glass kind of crystal, crystalline, or like like the David, like the labyrinth. It's like a small little ball, and it has a uh, a glow, almost a a glitter quality. All right, I'm gonna hold it up to my eye real close, and then I want Maximus to be on the other side of it to see if it does anything silly with his face. Maximus, you see things looking up at you. You looking down at him. You both appear to be on the upside down when you're looking through it as the, as the glass reflect or reflects and you are shifted. How many Make balls are there? There is three total. Fink stole one. Make perception checks, both of you. Um, another non-nat 20, 15 okay. and 5. Brick. All right. Max, was make an arcana check with disadvantage. All right. Let me uh, see what my modifier is here. Uh, that would be an eight. Okay. There appears to be something within it, as if almost uh, peering through it. It almost as if there's like something very microscopically tiny deep within this little ball. Um, like one of the specks of glitter that you thought was for a show. There's looks like a compressed little tiny microscopic house, maybe. Like it's almost like you really can't see. You may have to like break it or smash it or try to get inside of it somehow to op- to see it little more detail. Fix takes another look and looks at Maximus. Says, Maximus, I know exactly what this is. I know exactly how this works and what this is. And I'm going to take out Crack Big Back and put it in the other eye, the one that's missing. See if it fits. <laughs> it gets lodged in it. See? The orc's head is a little larger in the eye. It's about the uh, eye socket is about the size of this little glass ball, crystal ball. I look at it, thinks, and goes, So, what is it? Oh, uh, it's an eye. Oh, okay. my friend. Hmm. Have you met? And I told up Crack Big Back. A wave. Oh. I'll kind of like make his mouth move. Nice to meet you. I'll put him away. Thanks. Okay, take him back out. What? It's been some time since we've talked. Are you still mad? I got you a new eye. There's something within it, and I am better now. Good. Tell me more. Well, this is... Where are we? I Uh, feel disconnected. I I snuck you in. Don't worry about it. We're fine. Well... There's a lot of undead nearby, and I feel disconnected, like we're somewhere else on another plane. You know you're a skull, right? I feel like you'd feel more connected here. Yes, but for my body. Oh, right, right. Yes, no. Yes, you're correct. I, you, you need to find my burial grounds. Oh, I don't think we're anywhere close to those. Well, for another time then. Yes. What? Do I hear crack or am I just watching Finks like pantomime <laughs> answering to a blank skull? I'm just curious because that will kind of 
No one else hears crack. It, no it, one else. It is only, it, it, so I'm, just watching, I'm just watching fakes like answer non-existent questions to this. Okay. Okay. I'll just. I'll Part just, of me is always pictured things doing the voice too, like making the skull talk. Yeah, it's probably some some in between. Okay. Maximus will go along with it. I'll just uh, nod. Uh, is this girl with the other two balls still around, or is she long gone? Make a perception check. As you scan uh, around a look. 23? She's nowhere to be seen. Okay. All right. She uh, was a horrible juggler and dropped any of the other balls, did she? In 23, you do see that there is... By one of the posts of a tent that's kind of staked into the ground, there is a second ball that has kind of just been placed and set there. All right. I'm going to run up, pick it up, and throw it on the ground. Okay. I need dexterity saving throws from Howard, Remus, with disadvantage. Finks, with disadvantage. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just get a straight dexterity saving throw. So both, hold on, both Howard and Remus. Oh, yeah. Yep. As you guys are sitting there talking in your hands, the ball that the little girl had handed to you begins to crack as it. It begins splintering. Finks, as you're looking at Crack's face, you see his eye begin to spiderweb shatter. You all feel your breaths stop you can't breathe and you all begin to fall everything goes black the four of you are falling maybe screaming you all tell me but you do see that you're oh it's almost like in a cartoon where you're just falling into emptiness but you can see within about a 20 foot space all four of you now are all falling together. So, so does my deck save matter then? Yeah, I was going to say, because he rolled a uh, 10, whatever his deck save is. Mine's a plus six. Six. Yeah, so 16. Okay. I got an 18. That was okay. his lowest roll. I rolled a 12. I've got a nine. Okay. okay. I'm in it. Remus's was? Uh, 16. 16. Okay. Maximus and Remus, both of you are closer together and you're within kind of like arm locking distance. Like, like you can grab each kind of like, uh, think of like your parrot, like you're um, skydiving. Okay. You're kind of like, you can, you, can, you can grab hands right now. So you're just not like free falling. Finks and Howard, you're spread out more on the edge. About 20 feet or so from Maximus and Remus. The wind racing, rushing past your faces. Uh, Howard's going to think to himself, oh, Jesus, not again. Um, do I see like a ground approaching or anything, or is it just like pitch blackness? Um, it, it's not pitch blackness because like you can look over and see Remus, Maximus, like, you, like they're lit up, like you can see them. Mm-hmm. Turning around, it's, it's just black and darkness. You're just falling. Okay. 
I'm going to try to, like, in the air, swim over to uh, Finks. Finks is okay. typically, you know, panicking how he does when we're falling. It's like the third time. <laughs> what was that? I did. I, I guess I don't. I didn't want to cut things off of whatever he was doing before I just started asking Maximus random questions about his fall experience. Oh. <laughs> Where I'm from. I fall down all the time. It's just kind of like a never endless like thing. And then pop, you're somewhere else. You trip, you fall, pop, you're somewhere else. This is, this is like, yeah. Kick back. Just, just enjoy the ride. Do you, do you have a way to land? What's that? Like landing. Like once we, once we hit the bottom. Oh, I'm, I'm a cat. I land on my feet all the time. Okay. That's why I'm never worried about it. I'm all fours, baby. Um, can I see any further than Howard did down the hole with my dark vision? So make a perception check. Howard, you too, if you, if you wish to make. Well, yeah, I guess okay. ma- you can make one too because you were looking around. All right, so 16 for Remus plus whatever his is. So high. One. Oh. Nice. Oh, yes. He's, you said perception? Yeah. Eight for me. Okay. Yeah. How are you? It's no change for you. Remus, you see a little bit farther because you're dark vision. You see nothing else different, though. But you can't see farther, technically. Are we are we going any further from the whole top? Looking up, you see that the whole top has stopped, and it's more or less something has happened and you are now falling. But yeah, are we still gaining distance from like the ground level, the level we were on? There's, there's, like- there's no, there's no visual of the ground or height, ground or top. So you don't know how much farther you are falling. You don't know where you're falling from. It's more like the top is not even there. Okay. You guys are just falling. I just wanted to make sure we're in like some anti gravity hole. Um, you have no idea. You feel wind rushing your he- rushing by your face. It appears to be it, but are there no. walls? Not that you can see of. It just appears to be pitch black nothingness that goes beyond. I mean, you can see at the far edge of this, like kind of twenty foot uh, distance, there is Finks just falling as well. There's nothing beyond him. Oh man, you guys are falling. Do you guys have any ideas? I need I need you to answer in like the next ten seconds. Yeah, I got an idea. Just trying to. Oh, find I got an most. idea too. I just you know, it only works for me. Well, I got a de- an idea that I think could possibly work for me, but I don't think I could save everyone. Um, how close is Howard to me? Howard is, uh, at this point, 35 feet from you. All right. Um, and then my next question is how many people can a large creature carry?
Give me a second. I'm doing a rule check. Um, strength score multiplied by 15. And then doubled for every size above medium. So large would be, so be, yeah, just double it. And then that would just be weight. So if you're doing something like, like dinosaur, dinosaur, or like safari animal, you can uh, most likely carry a giant them. owl or a vulture. Howard's pretty scrawny. Remus is. What's your, what's your Remus? Are you buff? No, you're not. You're oh hell no. Nah. nah, I mean you could probably snag everyone with the. Well, I'm not turning into it. I'm turning someone else into it. I'm little. <laughs> So, oh yeah. Then you with with you and someone else, yeah. Or All with right, you and so one, two of them, yeah. Who's who's our biggest party member? I guess is my question. Uh, probably I'm six foot tall, so I don't know who's taller. It, it would probably be me. All right, so I'm gonna cast Polymorph at Maximus. Now, should I go more strength, or should I go Owl so we can get the the dark vision and the the sight and hearing and all that? What do you think is better in this situation? Probably. I guess whatever whatever can hold all of us. The vulture's stronger. 15 strength. <clears throat> Would my dark vision that I have naturally carry over then or no? No. You retain your actually you become the polymorph is just you become the creature. Oh, okay. You take the creature's stats. Um so just yeah. think about intelligence stats too. Don't want to make them think that they they are the the creature. I'm all right with whatever, bud. All right, let's go. Let's go, Vulture. All right, it's the the biggest flying thing I know how to make. Cool. All right, Maximus, as you're falling, you feel your arms begin to stretch and contort. You feel these little popping sensations down and along your arms and your head stretches out and you're flapping your wings and you are now a vulture. The rush of the air is still happening, but you feel like you have a bit of a control over it. I latch onto one of Maximus's legs. (laughs) There you go. I'll go under Fink so Finks can like ride me. Cool. And then I'll grab Howard with the other claw. All right. Make survival check as 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 a vulture. I think that'd be survival is um it's just straight. Wisdom. So just make a wisdom check as a vulture. Wisdom check plus one. All right. Nineteen. Okay. All right, this is new, kind of turning into turning into a winged beast. This is interesting. Uh, you're a feline turning it technically. You're, you're in a bird into a bird. It's kind of weird, but hey, uh, grab onto Howard, Remus, Finks, and you're beginning to coasting. As you are coast down, you feel the wind, the rush begin to stop. As there's a sudden jarring sensation, as if you're being almost magnetically rubber banded to gravity, and there's a lifting, sen- uh, lifting sensation as your wings catch a gust of air, and you're not so much falling. You're not, be- you're not rushing and coming down from a high altitude. You see now that there's a night sky 
over a small town. And as you're coasting, you see that there appears to be a a shimmering, almost kind of a domed look effect in front of you, about 20 yards off. Looking down, there's a town. There's a moon in the night sky you all see. Howard, Remus, and Finks make history checks. Uh, dirty 20 for me, and then 18 plus whatever for Remus. Seven for Finks. Plus right. two, so also dirty 20. Nice. Nice. Okay. This appears to be Burkhold for Howard and Remus looking down. This is a night sky tie, uh, eagle, eagle view in the sky looking down. Finks, you spent more time in a locked uh in a cell unfortunately you didn't get to see the uh the views so well but as you're coasting around it appears to be a town that you guys were from or when you first met Jarrell. you see the church you see puff's shop across the street I'm going to shout out to the rest. It's Burghold. Put us down there. Make five check. Or another wisdom check. Me? Yeah. Uh, Nat 20. Plus one. Good surviving. All right. Coast down. You catch yourself. Uh, you let You let go of Remus as he uh, runs on the ground kind of a uh, par- parachute landing where he kind of, you know, Tom Cruise running off, catching himself. Howard, he sets you down. Finks uh, leaping off. Vulture Maximus, you're in one of the roads. See, there's a uh, tavern, a few shops. Lights appear to be on within, but you don't see any patrons outside. Well, this definitely isn't real, Rima says, looking around. <laughs> I've teleported into enough places to know what it's real and it's not, I think. <laughs> I don't know. This looks kind of real. It well, is nighttime, though. Maybe they're, they're all sleeping. Looking for uh, some roadkill to eat. Does anyone know if real? Well, I don't know. Let me just kind of start walking towards Puff Shop. Okay. Begin walking towards Puff Shop. Appears to be just like the layout of Burkold. His uh, moss-covered hut. And you you can smell incense burning. Mm. Make perception check. Um, okay. Anyone else that wants to join in can. Uh, Sixteen perception, but I'm going to start pounding on the door. Puff, come back. I've come back for more. Okay. I don't hear anything. Hmm. I'm going to try the door to see if it's open or locked. Opens. 
smell beautiful. I'm going to walk right in. Walk right in. You're hit with the smell of incense. Make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, 16. A little overpowering in your, <clears throat> your cough <clears throat> into your coat a little bit, shake it off. And uh, those of you that are following him that are outside, the minute the door opens, you can you can smell this thick, heavy, um, spiced smell. This has a fruity tang to it as well. You walk in, and there are the three bookcase ro- uh, shelves with almost like textbook like manuscripts for um, aspiring wizards and uh, arcane uh, studies, arcane studies. You see the shelving of his various herbs and uh, molds that he grows for his potions and spell components, piles of parchment. I think looks heavily dusted or moldy though, as if it's been dirty and no one's been here in quite some time. The lights are on and the place looks like it's, it's, it's open for business, but you don't hear the sound of Puff ta- uh, talking in this back room. Looking back into where the room would be, you don't see it actually at all. You see the countertop with the, with the shelves. Hmm. Something's off, but you know what? It's free, so might as well take advantage. I'm going to start going up to the spell books or the whatever grabbing those, the parchment, loading up on that, grabbing any of the vials. Um, and then I would have seen if, like, his back room, because I think that's where he kept uh, certain dream flakes and other fun activities. I uh, would have tried to see if I can, like, find it, if it was, like, a hidden door or something, and see if I can manage right. my way in there. Make, it, make an investigation check. Is anyone else going into, the ro- going into this uh, magic shop? I am not. I am watching in the windows, though. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it's a frick. Okay. Your hands over the walls, and you you think you feel a, a latch or, so, or something of sort. And as you go to push into it, hoping to uh, open like a drop, like a drop a hinge, you hear a click, and it was just a piece of the wood chipping off. Doing so, though, you hear the as the front of the shop door slams shut. Make a constitution saving throw for me again. Ooh, uh, 21. Okay. It's uh, the, the smell, the scent is a lot thicker now. Mm-hmm. but you quickly are getting uh, hardier and trying to be used to it and you're just <clears throat> just holding it off. It's a little difficult. Um, I'd say you're more so uh, it, concentrating on spells would be with a disadvantage. It's a little uh, it's bothersome to you, but you're not passing out from this. Okay. I'm going to finish loading everything up real quick into my bag and <clears throat> all right, Puff, this is <clears throat> okay, this sucks. Um, I'm out of here and I'm going to dimension door myself outside of the shop. As you dimension your door yourself, yourself out of the shop, 
there's a stop as you smack into a door. You're looking over the shop and along the uh, lining of the walls of the seams in the, in the, in the, where the walls and the flooring meet, there's a radiance of this purple shimmer. As if a, a magic barrier has stopped you from leaving the shop. What do we see from the outside? The shop door slams shut. Inside windows are uh, glowing yellow with like almost as if there's a candle lit in there, which it's not. It's, it's dimly lit just uh, in the inside. And there are a few, like a few candles on the walls in the inside. Like, it's not dark in here, Howard, but it's not bouncing. But on the outside, it appears if uh, the windows are frosted over, kind of like kind of murky, so you can't see, and it has that frosted glass appearance, but there's a glowing yellow as if it's just lights are on. No shadows or anything passing by. Do they see me like in the window or whatnot? No, you don't see any shadows passing by the window. You don't see any outlining of Dan, of uh, not Danny, of Howard. <laughs> All right, because Howard's going to go straight to the window to like see if he sees anybody out there. As you're trying to look out, the outside appears to be uh, murky and gray. You can't see any definitive shapes. Hmm. No, this sucks. You begin to hear. A... <laughs> Up's back back room is the direction it's coming from. Hmm. Turning back, you can see that there is a open doorway space now. No beads hanging. It's just an open doorway space. No light coming from the back room. Howard. <laughs> As out comes a cloaked individual with uh, tentacles and almost like squid-like. Uh, Davy Jones, suckers, mm-hmm. a cloaked, robed. It's been a while. Is he wearing a yellow coat? He is wearing a gray. Uh, um, it's not a gray. A uh, black, dark, dark tanned leather cloak. Hmm. And you see that the it is a uh, yellow squid-like looking tentacles. You can't fully see the face, but you see these piercing yellow eyes. And as he walks out beneath him, there are these yellow uh, slithering tentacles wrapping out from underneath it. It has been a while. What have you been up to? Teaching, watching, passing on the message. Oh, slithers up closer to you see within 15 feet I'm going to walk this, 5 feet closer towards it the stench coming from him is is disgusting and very putrid almost this rotting sour smell oh, I can see why you've burnt a lot of incense in here um, clearly you haven't been teaching hygiene uh, what have you been teaching discipline and I need you to make an intelligent saving throw for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a 10. All right. As he shouts out discipline, you hear, which this conversation has been entirely in your mind. Mm-hmm. You feel this uh, throbbing sensation 
as there is a mind spike thrust into your temple. And you take some damage. Where's the dice, guys? I need D8. Where's D8? Oh, there's some D8. Perfect. If you're lacking your vegetables, you can have some V8. I heard that's good. Well played. You take... 17 points of psychic damage. Nice. And you're stunned for one minute. So you can... uh, You're... Uh, incapacitated, you can't move, you can only speak speak faintly, you automatically fail your strength and deck saving throws. Attacks against you have advantage. Okay. You have faltered. He is not pleased. Your studies stunted. Well, Perhaps I could do better if you let me out of here. Make a persuasion check. Ooh, uh, 13. He stares at you and slithers uh, closer. You hear the the suckers make as it pulls the body uh, across the wooden floor. The head, the hood, he pulls back. You see this large bulbous uh, head and the suckers coming out to you. Your path is divided. As he begins a clamping onto you. And uh, as it does, you can hear the uh, the words being uh, screamed at you now. You must choose. As it begins to kind of make a a crushing sensation on your skull. Um, Make a strength saving throw with disadvantage. Uh, Seven. Sorry, my bad. Correction, hold on. I need you to do an intelligence saving throw. Okay, well then, uh, with disadvantage? No. Okay. My bad. But... I'll just re-roll again. Uh, five. Uh, you're pushing it off, and uh, you feel the kind of this gnawing sensation into your forehead. Uh, the psychic kind of trying to pulsate into you. You feel this electrical uh, shocking, kind of st- uh, stunning your body. What are you doing? So I can't choose if you're crushing and hurting me. Make another persuasion check. Say with it, uh, just straight. Yeah, just persuasion. Ooh, a lot better. Uh, 26. You still feel pain. Pathetic. As it lets go of your uh, skull. You feel the shocking has, uh, the pulsing has ended. Your body <sighs> under your control again and moves back. 
We will resume this at a later point. You see him begin to fade off into a mist as he disperses into nothing. The purple on the wall, drop. The door, just cracks just a hair open. Can I move now or not yet? You move. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. You know, we could just talk. You don't have to hurt me every single time. I'm going to walk towards the door and walk outside. You walk outside. You all see Howard come walking outside, uh, carrying a stack of moldy parchment, brittle-looking books, titleless leather. The leather-bound spines look uh, torn to shreds. And there's a jar of ink that appears to be dried out. Yeah. What's with the jar? Uh, I'm going to use these to study and uh, hopefully get a little bit better. Um, but I have a feeling we're not really in Berghold. You might be right, Remus. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to like reach in and grab whatever piece of bacon I had left and I'm going to throw it towards Maximus. Good boy. Uh, uh, Feel free to turn back into Maximus whenever you want, by the way. (laughs) That's up to you. I think this lasts an hour. I feel like we should probably get out of here as soon as the carnival is imploding. <laughs> you hear a chuckling, ominous ch- uh, ch- uh, echo over the sky. And as you all look up, this domed, this dome that is now covering the town, you see Jarrell's face looking down at you. Well, well, well. Time you learn the truth of how this all happened. Go back to the beginning and see it with different eyes. And, this, and the sky goes back to this night sky, the moon. I'm going to turn to Remus. I think he meant to use your eye. What? Are we inside one of those crystals? I don't know. I was holding a crystal. I'm going to look to see if I find my crystal or not. Make an investigation check. You should go ch- checking over well, your... My, mine exploded. Uh, investigation 11. You don't see the crystal on you at all. Crap. Are we oh, stuck no. in my crystal ball? That would make sense. Why there was no back door in Puffs. You guys wouldn't know about that, though. Banks probably actually would have heard about that. His time in the cells, hearing about Puff, knowing that Puff had uh, a stash of magical hallucinogenics. So, I mean, do we determine this is like a recreation or the actual building and somehow like plucked out of existence? Make an arcana. Um, this is this is weird. Make a history or arcana check. 
This is weird. Uh, 15 history. Okay. You've heard that Jarrell has acquired multiple unique magical items and traps. And you being on his, being in his crosshairs for s- such a time that he would come and do various uh, magical torture items on you. Not, not, not like horrible torture, but more like uh, mental and mag- magical properties where he would just kind of like cast a command, spells of commanding and rings of commanding to test them out on you. And he would do it to various prisoners. And you had heard that he would take various ones away and lock them up to teach them further lessons and punish punishments. This appears to be a, a prison of sorts. And if, if there is something different in Puff's shop, it probably is a recreation or, or I'm sorry, a recreation. Um, okay. I'm going, Hmm. I'm going to look for other people or creatures. Okay. That's what I want to do now. All right. Um, looking up and down the streets, you don't see anyone. That's it's very obvious. And it's, it's not nighttime. It's not like, it's not like 2 AM where you wouldn't expect to see anyone it probably is 10 30, 11. There should be some drunkards walking home by now. There should be a, a more of a youthful crowd trying to go out. You, you now realize that, there's no music. There's bars and taverns that with lights on in the inside, but there's no bands playing. There's, there's nothing. What do you want to do? How do you want to find someone? There's, I mean, I just a quick glance around. Um, no one, nothing, no sounds. You don't hear people talking. Howard's going to go through the books and see if there's anything in there, like spell-wise, that might be helpful or something that he could learn. Flipping through pages of pages of pages of pages of pages of pages of pages. The only thing that is in that's on the page is the yellow sign. It's every page just has the same thing. Get towards like the last page. Okay, yeah, you made your point. You wanted to start a cult. Be careful who joins the said cult. Does he hear that? I was talking to you, but I'll say, oh, I know. Oh, no, we'll say no. Okay. He doesn't hear this. Okay. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> inner, mon- inner monologue? Sure, he can hear that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I have an idea. I don't know how well it might work, but we'll have to get to the edge of town or wherever this dome meets the ground. I wonder if we can even get to the edge. Mm-hmm. You guys want to do? You have a Come. vulture, and you have yeah. you three. Vulture up. You wish. You vault, get all vulture up, Voltron it up, vulture. <laughs> we we form like vulture. Vultures assemble to the end. <laughs> all right. So what do you do? Are you just going to try and fly, and you're just going to 
Are you just going to stop at a certain point? Are you just going to try and keep going straight? What are you trying to do? Um, if anything, I'll, I'll overhear what they're saying and I will try and fly like right above the tree line. So I'm not flying up, but where there's enough clearance for me just to go just straight until possibly like I hit something or we can't fly that direction anymore. Uh, all right. Over the course of, as you see that they're, they're in discussion, thought of where they are, what they could be doing. You pick up on this and you take flight and begin coasting. Make a dexterity save as you get at an altitude and just coast above the, tr- above the treetops, uh, uh, side by side. Some of the houses that you see are a lot of, scattered, are lit up as if people are awake and inside. And as you're looking in the houses and just coasting above the trees, you hit a invisible force field of sorts, just for, an invisible wall, wall of force, actually what it would be. Just hit this. I'll uh, go down to ground level at that point then. Go down to ground level. And uh, over the course of just kind of flying, and as you hit it, you see that there's almost like a, a, a wave of kind of light. As if it is like a force field where you would hit it kind of like pulses. And you see that there is a, a dome-like looking covering over the town as you're flying around, encompassing around the... Uh, What's beyond that? shimmer is it just darkness is it does it look like that it- treetops almost like whatever would be beyond it just continues on just like an endless tree how far away from we are how far away are we from the town from where we are now you only got a you you didn't uh you you hit it and you would have fell and it would have been right at like the guard towers like you you cannot oh, like, you did so not go beyond the, tower. the walls yeah no you cannot go Please. over past this okay like the town is kind of like snow globed simpsons movie got it i'm gonna walk up towards the invisible wall put my hands on it yeah does it stop me anything it just it stops like it's 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 a dome and as you kind of hit it, you can feel a little bit of a slight curve to up. Well, guys, um, not sure if this will work, but there is nothing. I'm going to dispel magic. Make an intelligent, make the uh, spell, make the uh, arcana check. Yeah, hold on. Can I, can I give him guidance? I was going to say it's at fourth level and then whatever. So hold on. I'd say in this instance, he didn't tell you what he was doing. He just kind of just did okay. it. Okay. That's fair. <clears throat> okay. Uh, see you. If he doesn't do good enough though, you're more than welcome to give it on the second one. I rolled a, hold on. Uh, I forgot what I roll. Um, I believe it is a arc. So like a regular spell check, right? Or like, um, yeah, like a spell cast or it's an ability check using your spell casting ability okay so i rolled a 16 plus 7 so 23 you see the dome shape that you feel that you can kind of see uh covering and topping the town begin to have some cracks 
streak up of it. And then there's a wave of purple that almost uh, almost like a glow to it that passes around it and seals the cracks. Not high enough. 23? Wow. 23 did not break it. Well, I'm spent. I don't know if anybody else can do that. Um, I can, but I think you're better at it than me. Should I try? Yeah, go for it. If anything, I could take a short rest since there's nothing else to do and probably try again. All right, I'll make the roll with Guidance first and Dispel Magic. All right, make the check. All right, said it's Arcana? Uh, It's just your spell casting ability. Yeah, so be Wisdom. Okay, that is a 7 plus a d4. I'm not even going to roll a d4. (laughs) This slight little... Kind of cracks up from where you're, where you grab the wall right next to, right next to Howard, and the bit of the wall that reaches up to Howard's height, <laughs> spider webs. Following it, there's a purple shimmer that passes around the entire circumference of the, of the town, and as it passes along the wall, the this this purple light passes along in front of you. You see the cracks healed. Well, it looks like we're stuck here for a while. Unless, hey, Remus, do you have Kevin? You know, I do. Okay. Should I give Kevin a try? What do you want to do with Kevin? Oh, no, what are we doing? What do you need, Kevin? This is magic Uh, stuff. I know. Can't you unlock anything? Is like magical locks too, or no? Oh, I think I'll give it a shot. Yeah, why not? Okay. What you trying to do? How? What? What are you trying to do with Kevin? I'm not sure. Magic is a loose concept for Remus, so it's just like, do I just stick it in the air and try and unlock it? Like. Ricky or uh, Remus just sticking. Is he a blade or a key at this point? He's a key. He's a key. He's holding a key, just unlocking the air. Like maybe try to unlock the force field, see if that works. Where is it? I don't know. I I just felt it and went with that. The hell does that mean? There, there. Just walk right here. Howard puts his hands on the wall. There's a like a like an invisible wall. All right, I'll go for the invisible wall. Now. That's right. I didn't know where the force field was, so I'm just waving it around. And... Okay, yeah, help me out sometimes, Howard. Oh yeah, sorry, it's right here. You see the little shimmer, uh, the little. I'll try unlocking it. I'll press Kevin against the shimmer and try unlocking it. Trying to unlock it. There doesn't appear to be a change. Kevin just kind of butts against the invisible wall. Yeah, I'm uh, 
I'm not too sure on this one. <clears throat> Didn't uh, Jarrell have a house here? Thanks. You have the keys, right? I do. And that's my house. Let's go there. <laughs> and there we go. Um, <laughs> all right. So you hop off. Uh, you're, you're on one of the guard walls, guard posts on the walls. Uh, probably have about 10 minutes or so left changed into a vulture uh, for Maximus. So I don't know if you guys want to try and fly over there. You're going to walk down there. Yeah, we can fly real quick. It's faster. It's more stylish. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Hey, do you think after, uh, before we like fully leave, we could stop by our house and see if black pudding is still good? Jarrell doesn't know about the black pudding. Wrong this town. place isn't real. Wrong town. No. Oh, is it? You oh, guys, yeah, that's a Brian spell. Yeah. Never mind. Just kidding. Howard never said that. <laughs> Totally cut off. Um, so you guys are crew, are you guys flying uh, down through? Someone make an intelligence. Does, does anyone uh, thinks make an intelligence check as you're uh, trying to direct Maximus where to fly? Five. Okay. Because no one else has ever been to Jarrell's house. All right. Well, five. It's a big building, from what I know. Big building. All good. It's also dark and night out, and you haven't been there in quite some time. As you're coasting and uh, flying around, you're getting lost. And you all pick up and start to hear a humming. It sounds to be a voice. Thanks. You've flown Maximus over and onto the roof of what used to be the jail cell. The ja- the ja- uh, the jail building. Oh. What's Three stories name? tall. You hear a voice coming from within the building. Uh, uh, I almost say singing, muffled. This appears to be a male voice. And you appear to hear just a slight strum of of a stringed instrument, probably like a guitar or, or a ukulele of sorts. Um, can I use my, the Moutergy to make my voice extra loud? Okay. And call out, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Please. I haven't eaten. I need help. I'm locked in here. I'm going to whisper to the group, but not turn off my demography so it's still really loud. <laughs> I think we should check this out. Someone else is in here. Please, please help me. Thanks. Probably not a trap. You get a D6 Bardic Inspiration. Oh, cool. That's just D6 on an ability check? Yep. Okay. I believe uh, ability check. I don't I think it's also a, I say it's attack roll. I think it's one of those. Let me just check. I don't play bards much, people. Uh 
ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Cool. Okay. So you have that. You have a D6. All right. Now, real quick, um, in my, my prison time, did I know any any uh, prisoners that might, this guy might fit the description, any, any bards, anyone who would have an uh, instrument, musical knowledge? There's a few, there's a few people that would, a uh, few, few sailors that had actually been uh, captured uh, from the coast that Jarrell had uh, personal uh, vendettas for that he had hunted after he would mutter. And uh, whenever Jarrell wanted to just basically complain he would annoy you with its pre- with his presence, just mutter and just call out about who he was going to go after next time. We couldn't take and couldn't stand him. And uh, he had talked about a few sailors, uh, Blackbeard, uh, John. He had talked about there was a, a dragonborn known as Firebrand uh, that was a known as a, uh, he, he would have a, a vessel. It was like a red dragon. It would uh, sail through the ocean. And they were more like a, a chant, uh, like a sea chanty that they would, uh, after he had, had captured them and had locked them up in one of the top uh, top rooms, that their uh, chanting would be heard throughout the night. And it was so annoying that he didn't make them stop. He would allow them to chant to just punish everyone else at the uh, prison. There were a few uh, fl- uh, like uh, pan flute players, uh, simple weapons that are simple instruments that had been smuggled in. But no real big, um, famous or notable bards. Okay. All right. Well, I'd like to go check it out. We'll hop down through a window or whatever is accessible. Okay. So you're just gonna like trying to like you're on the top of the you're on the top of the building, three stories tall. Windows like a, like a trap door, like a roof thing. Make an investigation. Roof go uh, make an investigation check. That is a 15. 15. Does not appear to be any uh, entrance to the building from within the, from in here. Uh, the rooftop's fairly large. Uh, about 100, let's see, about 50 feet by 30. It's wide, large building. Has a little bit of a maziness uh, in the second and third, uh, third stories too. It's a little intricate to get through. All right. Suppose we can just fly down to the entrance then, right? Okay. Yeah, let's fly. Guy's going to go down to the first floor and walk right in? I'll go first. Okay. Go Go down to the first floor. There is the door in the center of the building, two windows on the side, glowing uh, with the with this like candlelight looking uh, candlelight appearance, that same as Puff Shop. Go over to the door, <laughs> open it, and it appears dead on the inside. There is the processing room where they would uh, strip you down, take any of your magical items. There is a lounge area for guards. You see. Uh, busted and rusty daggers and swords hanging on the walls kind of as if at the ready to be grabbed 
there are, uh, there's a hallway that stretches down. You see one set of stairs going up, one set of stairs going down. You were in one of the more lower basement levels at one point. Uh, you do recognize those staircases. One of the last sites that you had seen before breaking out. And uh, so, no, you weren't broken up. You were actually taken, yeah. um, taken out. Uh, there is a few offices on the first floor that you, uh, that you were aware of. Uh, when you first come to Berghold, you'd scope the place out. Where do you go? Go up or down? Um, can I check that? Uh, is there any like keys or anything like that in like one of these processing rooms or offices? Make an investigation check. At this point, Maximus. We lost Remus. We'll say stealth checked way too hard. Uh, two, but then minus one. Dirty one. Okay. Yeah, I rolled a 19 plus his stealth. So, yeah. What are we rolling? Stealth? No, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> Just rolling for Remus. <laughs> his stealth. <laughs> um, looking over, uh, you're trying to pull the dresser drawers open. And as you pull, the handles <clears throat> bust off, but the doors don't actually slide open. Okay. Looking at the. Looking at the chest and the dressers and some of the table dra- uh, tables that are set up, the wood appears to be dry rotted, moldy, covered in layers of dust. Looks like someone hasn't been here in years. Um, so that guy, we could hear him from the roof. So I think mm-hmm. we should go up. Right. You want to go up? Yeah. Okay. You go down the ha- down the center hallway, go up the set of go off and uh, up the set of stairs leading up to the second floor, and you hear a hey, hey, here. Please, someone get me out of here. Please. Uh, go up, and there are the hallway splits off to the left and right. You see it down on the both ends, go down straight. And you've never been up this way, so you don't know where it leads. You all just follow Finks as he's walking into this into this building and up the stairs, or anyone yeah. else looking for anything, discussing anything, just following Finks just ominously. Yep. There's I a still, I don't get why we keep going into places that aren't real, but like I mean, I guess if everyone else wants to. Howard would be checking for like the little shimmering, anything similar to Puff Shop. The door's still open as you turn around. You don't see. I say no. Make a make an investigation check, Howard, as you're walking by and you're very you're peering down every dark corridor, any shadow. Ooh, uh, dirty twenty. Almost out of the corner of your eye, whenever your your gaze leaves a shadow, you swear you see just a yellow tentacle just creep out of it and back into it. This is most definitely a trap, but thanks for following you, I guess. All right. I'm going to keep going towards the sound of the music. Hey, hold on. Before you keep going. 
I'm going to motion and like copy what Finks does whenever he casts guidance to me. And I'm going to try to do the same to him. It's not going to work, but I'm just going to do that. Like you're guided. Performance right, check for me. <laughs> uh, oh, natural 20. Nat 20. I'll give you spiritual guidance. Oh, shit. I'll, <laughs> for, for, for the moment, we'll, get, we'll give Finks guidance. I'll give uh, Howard guidance back. So, no, Howard, there we go. Oh, I wiggle okay. my fingers a little more than usual. <laughs> Spare fingers. All right. I'm going to start skulking. You go up the status. Uh, you, you're up in the second uh, floor, left yep. or right. You see there's multiple jail cells. Doors are all shut. Bars. You hear the sound of this uh, gruff man. The ones now uh, a little more clearly. Please help me out. Please. I'm tired of here. Can anyone hear me? Um, I'm not going to respond, but I'm going to follow it. All right. Make a survival check. 21. 21. Uh, begin to walk to the left. As you're hearing the sound of this uh, stringed instrument kind of echo and vibrate through the halls. And there's this font of inspiration that just, you turn around the opposite way. Begin walking, cut over around one of the corners, following in, tuning into the sound of him singing, please. It's getting hot in here. Help me out. Uh, Here, please. And as you begin rushing around the corner, you see that there is a dwarf in a jail cell, beaten up, ragged. <sighs> Dear me, get me out of here, please. Thinks just goes a dwarf. What? Back at the party. What? I don't know about this. This is a uh, plump-looking dwarf. Not so much uh, overfed, but he's just a stockier, heavier individual. And he has this just gaunt face, just ragged mess of brown hair stringing all over. He's got a, uh, it looks to be the cross of the size of a guitar ukulele. It kind of just fits him perfect. He's like, yeah, get me out of here. No, no, no. Howard said this was a trap and he was right. This is, this is a trap. Well, I don't give a bloody hell who Howard is. My name's Sergio. Hi, Sergio. I'm Howard, and this is a trap. Sergio, I don't get that me name. out of here. Hold on. Where is it? Where? What? No. 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 I said, hey. <laughs> no. I look at Maximus like, what? Oh, Lordy. We'll pick up there next week, guys. Oh, Sergio. God damn it, Sergio. Ah, this is great. What I've been waiting for him. We tucked away. Um, thank you guys, everyone, so much. Tune in live. We had some viewers. Uh, thank you so much, BlackRock Joe. What's going on? I don't know if you're still here with us. Uh, this has been a great, a great episode. We had a, I had encounters on deck. Who knows? I didn't know if it was going to go a different way. Howard, you, 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 get Eldritch, you get trigger happy with Eldritch Blast. So I'm like, will he die again? Will the party save him this time? Tune in next week.
It's waiting for it. But we didn't go into the encounter. Instead, they got to discover this, uh, Sergio, and we'll pick up there next week. See uh, what what he's had, what he has to offer, and if the party's gonna make an attempt to help him out, and who knows, get him out of there. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I have been sitting on the puns on top of puns. Um, listen, everyone, go check us out on Instagram, uh, podcasters underscore tabletop gaming. Check us out on Facebook, pod dash casters tabletop gaming. Uh, check out more on bicp radio.com. Uh, listen, I do another podcast called Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Go check it out. I uh, love the show, it is fun and it makes me laugh every week. So uh, enjoy the antics and the, uh, the laughs and the horrible horrible jokes and scenarios i have to work myself through it's like a little bit of counseling i love it but join in don't play that i don't want to get hit with copyrights wait till after we hit stop <laughs> hold off it was less, uh, less than 10 seconds <laughs> i know be careful but anyway go check us out uh follow us i'm gonna pass it over uh howard uh howard you can follow howard on twitter at podcasters h uh, and if you want to check out my art, I like to draw sometimes. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, Ratfink Arts. That's R-A-T-P-H-I-N-C Arts. Go check it out. Go check it out. Thanks. All right. Check out Finks on Twitter at uh, Podcaster Sphinks. And you can check me out on Instagram at Phoenix Forged. And then uh, you can check out some songs by Catch-22 or Straight Line Manifesto in preparation for next, next yes. session. Yes. Uh, Maximus. Uh, Maximus is on Twitter at podcaster Mad Max, uh, or any of my own personal nonsense on the interwebs at the Mark Seven One Six. Last but not least, I'm Remus. You can follow Remus at podcaster Remus on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted today, and that was the thing. You can follow me, uh, Ricky Coates at Rick underscore Coates on Instagram or Twitter. Um, what did I have to say? Oh, this weekend the Oh, God, I forgot the day. This next coming Saturday, I want to say it's the 16th. I'm pretty 16th. sure it's the 16th. Um, my high school band is doing a reunion show for one of our guitar players, Jack and Jill Party. And it's going to be silly. So if you want to check that out, look it up. I don't know. Um, other than that, I'm going to be seeing Danny at the end of the month on the, oh, I pulled up the calendar and I lost it. 27th in Orlando. As Keep Lions going to be doing two photo shows, one on the 27th in Orlando and one on the 28th in Gainesville for Smart Punk's pre-fest shows. And that's all I've got right now. Thank you for guys for watching this little doodle of Remus as I am making my way on the highway. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, you guys are all awesome. Until next time, Danny, you have to grab two dice. Two dice, Danny. It's a gangster name. Oh. <laughs> Danny, no dice. Her Ricky, no dice over there. Ricky, no yeah, dice yeah. and two Ricky dice. Ricky, no dice and two <laughs> dice, Danny. <laughs> Until right. next time, guys. Oh, nice. Oh, only if you can see that. Hold on. I got, I got a frick oh. today. I'm a 13. Aww. Ricky, you're an 18.